Hello and welcome to the Scripts and Scribes podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Fukunaga. First, I have sort of an unpaid uh, PSA of sorts for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly. No, I've mentioned a great screenwriting resource called Dundeal Pro. There's a ton of information on their website with content information for agents, managers, production companies, studios, uh, and they list all the recent sales and deals going on. IMDb Pro is also a great resource, but it costs about $150 a year. Uh, DDP is a huge bargain at only $30 a year, $29.99. And it's not, that's not a month, it's a year. So it's like $250 a month. Anyway, the reason I'm mentioning it is because the DD for, DDP forms, which are free, are, in my opinion, the best screenwriting forms on the internet with a ton of great information and a fantastic community. Uh, they might have to shut down the forum part if they can't get enough subscribers to maintain the site in the next couple months. So I didn't even realize this was happening until a few days ago, so I thought some of you might not know either. In any case, if you can afford it and can and find the info on Dundeal Pro useful, please consider subscribing. If you can't subscribe now, uh, but still want to help, just let your friends know who use and enjoy the DDP forums about this, and maybe we can help in our own small little way. Okay, that's out of the way. Now for the podcast. I am pleased to have on a manager and producer who spent over a decade at boutique powerhouse management production company, Madhouse Entertainment, before venturing off and starting his own firm, Skyway Entertainment, about a year ago. Prior to his career at representation, he spent almost six years working in development at Robert Zemeckis' company, Image Movers. I'm pleased to have on the show, Chris Cook. Thanks for coming on, Chris. You got it. Happy to be here. Um, now, I know you studied film and TV and English, I think, at Cal State Fullerton. Correct? Yeah, 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 correct. Um, and how did you get your start in the industry? I mean, what, how did you get your break? Yeah, you know what's funny is, is great, like, I really liked my school for sort of, they weren't sort of up on the industry as much as mm-hmm. they, they should have been. And the, at, when I went there the, at Cal State Fullerton, the production side of things wasn't great. Like, well, first of all, every school I've ever left, like they get great equipment, like right after, right after I, like yeah. Avid brings in this whole suite of things. And this goes back to my high school. I left and the computer lab, all of a sudden, you know, these amazing things. Um, anyway, the, um, the, 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 when I was going there, it's, it was, you know, what was really helpful was they were great on the writing side of things. Right. Um, but, you know, as a result of sort of not being connected to the industry in a way, USC and NYU and Columbia and all of that is, um, their internship program was, was kind of lacking, for lack of a better word at the time. It was kind of ridiculous. So, you know, you know obviously working in the industry now, you see all these kids that are freshmen in college and sophomore. And some people have four internships, but you know, between every summer, but I didn't know about that. Like literally like there was a class where you would get credit for the internship. Like that's how I knew to take, I had to take it. That's how I knew to get an internship. (laughs) Right. And, and yet when I looked up, um, when I looked up what was kind of like offered through this setup thing at Cal State Fullerton, it was like Orange County Cable. Uh, at really? public access, you know, cu- oh, wow. pay, cu- uh, cable public access. It was like video dubbing, and you know, this is back in the day. Sure. You, you know, it was like all of these kind of like sort of the Orange County version of the industry, which isn't much other than right. Chapman and all that. But um, so the smart, the one smart thing I did is when taking this class, I realized, well, you know, for, I saved it so that it would be the last thing I did, so that hopefully it would go into a job, mm-hmm. and then I somehow knew that there had to be more to, to the list of places I could work for free than what's listed in Orange County. So I, I drove from you know 50 miles away, I drove to 
Samuel French bookstore oh, right, right. back when they were on Ventura as well as the other one, which is right by where I live now. Um, and I bought the old school book of the Hollywood creative director. I paid, right. I paid $80 for this thing that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, uh, presumably doesn't exist anymore. I'm assuming I don't it, think it exists in print. In a book. It might be right. online. Right, right, right. And, and so I started calling, you know, it, you know, you would see the, you would see the list of, it's so user friendly. You would see like the, the list of movies that each, each company right. had been a part of. And I was like, boom, I'll just call these people up. And so as a result, I ended up interning for Harold Ramis, oh, wow. which, you know, you see uh, Vacation and Caddyshack and, you know, know him from Stripes I mean, you know, everything he's done. Um, um, and he was Egon after all. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, um, rest his soul, by the way. Uh, it's a shame he died too young. But anyway, I uh, ended up working for his company as an intern when he had a back when he had a company on w with an office on the Fox lot, mm -hmm. Ocean Pictures. Mm -hmm. So that was like a very smart thing I did to combat my ignorance about you know internships and all of that. I just kind of lucked out and said, wait a minute. Um, and so as a result, I did the internship and I stayed on and I worked for free for a while. Started, you know, they were helping me put out my resume and all that. And um, the Zemeckis job came up. He was, at that point, this is 1999, he was starting, you know, he's always had a deal, but his deal was going from Universal to DreamWorks. And he was moving from a couple bungalows down to this great big, beautiful new building, I think. Kurtzman Orsi was there last time uh, I, I checked. They're in the, in the bottom. Uh, Mark Johnson was actually down there when I was there. But um, yeah, I got that job directly out of the internship for Harold Ramis. So um, that's kind of how it, it all, all got started. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give you 25-minute yeah. answers for each question there, by the way. No, that's great. <laughs> no, it's better than the one-word answer. <laughs> well, that doesn't help. Um, no, that's good. Yeah. Um, now, what inspired you to want to work in the industry? I mean, everyone has a story of that moment where they're like, I want to do that. I want to work. In the, not necessarily, you didn't, a lot of people didn't necessarily know when, they, when that spark hit what they wanted to do in particular in the business, but they fell True. in love with films and TV or True. the business side or yeah. something. What, is, what was it for you? Yeah, that was very much the case for me. I, and it was kind of weird, you know, I grew up in Diamond Bar, which is like on the fringe of LA County, right next to Orange County. So like I said, you know, Cal State Fullerton, all that area. Right. You know, I didn't grow up with people whose dads worked in the industry, whereas if you're out in this part of LA, you know, you, sure. you do that. So I guess I always, you know, wanted to, to work in some capacity, you know, definitely behind the scenes. But it felt like a sort of a pipe dream. It felt it felt as sort of um, ambitious as you know, thinking I could be a movie star. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see. I wasn't surrounded by people who worked in the industry, being right. being sort of out in the suburbs. Um, but um, yeah, it, it it really really what it boiled down to is I went to school. I went to college for uh, accounting at first, <laughs> um, and I just sort of. I didn't know if I wanted to do accounting. It was one of three or four or five kind of safe things that I thought I should do. And then when that, you know, I quickly hit the wall of like, what am I doing here? And I left school for a minute. And when I went back to school, I um, was like, you know what? I mean, 
you know, I want to go back to school generally, but if I'm going to do this and commit to this, um, I want to do, I want to do something, you know, I want to try to do something I want to do, you know, versus um, the safe thing. And, and, you know, once I sort of had that epiphany, um, you know, forget being, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist or whatever, uh, accountant, um, um, and do what you want to do. Um, then I said, all right, screw it. This is what I want to do, you know? And then I, you know, I also, another sort of lucky thing I think that has really helped me. Um, and it was no one told me to do it, but I kind of did it anyway, was minoring in English and all, you know, also studying English. I also sort of naturally gravitated toward, you know, the Shakespeare class and, sure. the and the, you know, British theater classes and, and all of, you know, so I was introduced to Samuel Beckett and all of that stuff. And so I ended up getting, you know, a really, you know, a really good, um, whether it was on purpose or accidentally, I ended up, you know, sort of putting myself in a good position to understand the basics of story and all of that, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what are some of your favorite films or TV shows <laughs> that it sort of inspired you to... <coughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Let's keep it back to, yeah, you know, yeah. back in the day because otherwise um, I'll be here all day. Yeah. Um, Goodfellas, Do the Right Thing, uh, a movie called Birdie with Matthew Modine, a movie called Orphans with Albert Finney. I was kind of all over the place. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, um, yeah, it was kind of all over the place. You know, Chinatown, of course. Um, the, um, the first... Um, it was funny when I, when it, 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 this is, again, this is pre-internet or pre-active internet. You know, we, one of the classes I decided to go get a, I wanted a screenplay of some sort. Matt, you can, you know. Right. You, you ask for a screenplay, you'll get 50 of them, right? right? And they're yeah. all over the place. Um, I actually, again, drove 50 miles from where I live down to, on, like on Hollywood Boulevard, like a, um, uh, like a stupid, like, you know, souvenir shop. Mm -hmm. and, and I bought a copy of Tootsie for $80. Like a photocopy of Tootsie wow. for $80. So, um, yeah, it was stuff like that. And um, 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 I guess is, that's a long way of saying is I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then also I should say separate from that because I didn't mention a lot of it. Always into comedy and, you know, growing up, um, you know, trying to, you know, when I had to go to bed early, trying to hear through the door, you know, what my what my brother and my dad were watching and listening to. And it was always, and I also, you know, I had like Steve Martin albums back in the day, you know, very much love comedy. So, um, the, those were kind of the, the influences there. Um, now you moved from development when you first got your start, uh, from development into representation when yes. you moved to Madhouse. Yes. Um, what sort of, motivated that transition? Was it an active choice to move into representation or was it just another good job and you just fell in love with it and stayed with it? What was it that that made you pick representation and what do you enjoy about representing yeah, know, writers well, and filmmakers? Yeah, for sure. I knew I wanted to get into the side of representation. I wanted to get into management, mm -hmm. if, you know, versus... I wasn't necessarily looking to go into representation, if I'm being honest at the time, but... Um, you know, I, w I definitely wasn't thinking I would be going to an agency or something like that at that point. Right. Um, so, 
you know, because so if I was going to be in, into representation, it would be the management side of things because that's just my my forte. So I started working at a company that no longer exists called Custom Entertainment, and um, so I, you know, ninety nine percent I knew what managers were supposed to do. I mm. guess I guess is the best way to say it. And I didn't know for sure that they were doing it how I wanted to do it, but it, it turns out, you know, that was a very, uh, you know, custom, which, you know, I mean, Madhouse grew out of the ashes of custom, um, always very development heavy, you know. Um, so, yes, that was the, I wanted to stay in development. That was definitely my strong suit. I never, I don't think I would have got into representation, you know, had it been looking through the prism of the business side of things. Um, you know, always development. And I mean, that, you know, at Image Movers, I mean, I started, uh, you know, bottom of the totem pole and making ridiculously, you know, considering the auspices involved over there and, and the deal they had back in the day, um, making very little money um, and doing some of the most inane stuff ever, you know. I mean, it wasn't dry cleaning and all of that, but there was, right. you know, sure, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But always, you know, the executives that I worked with there, um, they, you know, they weren't just giving me lip service. They, they hired me because they, they liked my, my instincts. So I may spend the entire day doing something stupid and like, oh, you know, it's those things where you go, thank God I went to film school. You know what I mean? Right. It's just you're picking up whatever uh, or gassing up. Your, you're getting your boss's car washed. That, that, was, that was more common. Um, uh, um, I would always, you know, at night, you know, the development exec would say, hey, Chris, I need you to, need you to read this and please give me your thoughts. And so, um, you know, even from the get-go and even back to my internship, that's what I was doing. It was always, you know, what do you think of this script? Um, uh, whether it was an internal project or it was a spec or whatever, mm -hmm. the, you know, everybody looked to me and, and sort of relied on me to, to do that, you know, especially, especially with at Image Movers, you know, kind of like the brand new, like, like the new version of Zemeckis' deal, you know, when they were starting Image Movers, it was like everybody and their brother was unloading, um, you know, all kinds of material, like, what about this? What about right, this? Right. You know, used material and, and otherwise. Although I, I should be, I should be fair. I started about three months after Image Movers started, so they'd already they'd already been dealing with that. Um, but um, yeah, so the that's a long way of saying I've always done development, always. You know, eighteen years. That's what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. So um, now for the uh, thousands of aspiring screenwriters and TV writers out there that are listening. To this podcast right now, just thousands, and, and, and yeah, over time, yeah, yeah, tens of thousands probably, yeah, um, and currently searching for representation uh, or planning on doing so. What do you? It's sort of a broad question. What do you recommend they do? What? How should they prepare? How do they know when they're ready for representation? And um, I don't know. It's just sort of a general question of yeah. What you know? A writer comes to you and says, you know. How do I find an agent or how yeah. do I find a manager? Yeah. Let manager me, obviously being, for a newer writer, key. It's, you're going to get a manager before you get an agent. Almost guaranteed unless you win, you know, nickel or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> the, the, that is a broad question, of course. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm strongly of the opinion that, you know, writing is something, it, it's, it's like anything, you're... 
you know, when we're born, you know, I can jump a certain height and you can jump a certain sure. height. You know, you, you have, sure, you're born with a natural, you know, built-in ability for some things. So everybody starts at a different point. But um, writing is so much about writing and writing and writing again. Um, and I do see a lot of people that, um, that you know, they just don't have enough writing under their belt to sort of like raise their hand and say, check out my stuff. You know, I don't, you know, I, I know that there's some people will say, you only get one chance, you know. I don't, th I don't think that's necessarily true. You know, there sure some, some people that are more organized than I am keep a, you know, a, a spreadsheet of everything they've ever read. I mean, I have a version of that. It's just not a uh, very quick, t it's not a quick search. But like, you know, if someone sends me something and I read something I didn't like from them a year ago or something, you know, I don't think it's necessarily true that you only get one shot. Sure. But I think you're doing yourself a disservice by um, um, not just, you know, like uh, um, there's so many other things that you, if you're taking it seriously, that you just wouldn't do the first time out. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't. You wouldn't build one car and whatever the the analogy is, and then open up a sh you know a shop, right? Um, sell selling custom your customized cars. Um, um, in that twenty questions thing, I think I I have another bad analogy about playing golf, um, but um, it, you know it's something that you know people want to make this their career, and yet they seem to kind of willy nilly fling something out like with with the only um, sort of um, barrier being the fact that they finish something. <laughs> right. You know what I, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and, and yeah, people read you again and all of that, but it's like, it, actually when I was at Cal State Fullerton, uh, Rossio and Elliot, the, the screenwriters, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and everything else, um, they came in, um, I think one of them went there and one of them didn't, I, I can't remember, but uh, definitely one of them went there, if not both. But what they talked about, and I don't know, you know who taught them this, but they decided that when they got together and started writing, they were going to write like six things um, uh, or whatever the number is. They were going to write multiple things before they could then sort of look back on them and decide, you know what, this one is indicative of our skill and indicative right. of what we want to write and, and all of that. They, they did all of that before, you know, that's, and that's a lot of time to put in before saying, here I am and trying to make that splash. But it's super smart, you know, because it's it's a learned skill you right. know you know what i mean it's not I, I don't know it's a you know you can get into an argument where whether you know anyone can do this or whatever like we said you know they have different abilities and sure. whatever um but it's definitely a learned skill so um that's that's always the the go-to the big one as far as you know my main advice for screenwriters if you if you have ask me to to start by limiting it to one thing right it's like work on your craft you know um, um, and, and sort of, because, you know, the other thing I say ad nauseum is the fact, but it's very true, I mean, is, you know, most writers, when they get to the third thing they've written, they'll, they'll, if they go back and look at the first thing sure. they've written, they'll be, oh my, oh my, oh my Lord, right. this, you know, they'll cringe about their own work, yeah. which, and by the way, you know, at one point they thought, this is great. Right, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, you know, when, when you think about that, it's like, um, you know, be writing all the time. You know, you have to, you, you know, sure, you read the, read the screenplay, you know, you screen, read the screenwriting books and 
I think there's a, a comfortable, like there's a, there's a certain healthy level of knowing about the goings on of the industry. There's also a really unhealthy thing where people are refreshing deadline and variety in the Hollywood Reporter and saying, oh my God, you know, they just sold a, they just sold a Noah, a script about Noah and Noah's Ark, um, which they did. Um, now my Moses script that I wrote four, five years ago is, right. is you know, I'm going to, I'm going to send that out, you know. Um, there's a, see, I'm already getting off topic a little bit, uh, other than it's under the broad uh, scope of advice. But um, yeah, there's the, the, the writing as a skill and um, working out, as it were, before you, before you kind of flex your muscles and say, here's what I, who I am and what I have, right. that's key to me. You know? Well, and then going further into that question, um, Assuming that they have flexed this muscle and have written two, six, twin, ten, twenty, hopefully not that many, right. and not having you know right. received some accolades, but right. you know they've written a number of. What what point do they know, and how do they know that? Okay, now I should. I'm at that point where I feel my work is strong enough, or I know that. You know, I, look, th therein lies the rub yeah. because you're judging your own material. So sure. it's pretty hard to be objective about that. But I, I think, you know, again, if even if you're writing two things and you go back to the first thing and granted, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be when I say writing, I don't mean phoning it in. I mean, writing in earnest and, and sure. you know, that's when the improvement comes. Um, but um yeah, that's it. but it's very hard to say, oh, now I'm ready. I admit, I, you know, I definitely, even though my advice is to make sure you're ready, I admit that it's, you know, it's, it's at the same time, it's hard to tell when you are ready. Right. Um, and, you know, it's great to get friends, you know, reads of things and all of that. But to be honest, you know, I think there's a large percentage of those friend reads that, that um, you know, they're first and foremost friends sure. <laughs> and mothers and fathers right. and... So that's not always the, the greatest judge of it. it but it's, it's um, I'm sure it's a little bit intuition, but it's also a little bit like, yeah, I know I've, I know I've gotten better. I'm, I'm not advocating that you wait until you're 75 either. Right. You, you know, and, and like you said, written 20 things. Right, and then you've written, you've got, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, perfect screen. Yeah, 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 you yeah, feel as the yeah and then you die of old age. Right. Um, but, um, so you don't want to err on that side of things. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it, well, I hope, hopefully it's one of those, and, and you know, myself not being a writer, um, it, it's, I haven't had the experience of knowing when you know, you know, um, so it's easy for me to say that, but it's just, I think once you write multiple things and look back at the first thing, um, when you write something else, then you, you, that alone will give you a better judgment of where am I, where do I need to be, right. whatever, how proud of this am, am I, you know? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Let's see. Uh, okay, now shifting a little bit to you in terms of other than an amazing spec or pilot or both, um, what do you look for in potential new clients? I mean, like what makes someone stand out? Yeah, the other easy question to sure. answer. Yeah, you know, I mean, you get it. Yeah. All these things are tough. Yeah. You know, people talk, you know, they use, they throw around the word voice. voice yeah. yeah, of, of course. Yeah. And yeah, I will blanket say that that's accurate, you know, but what is voice? Everyone wants to know. Sure. 
What is voice? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you know what? Well, it's what is it? The congressional definition of pornography is. Um, um, I don't I don't know how to describe it, but I know it when I see it or something <laughs> is that really? something to that effect. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, that was ba- I think that was back in one of the Larry Flint uh, indecency cases or something. Oh, okay. and, and, anyway, don't quote me on that aspect of it. But you know, it, it comes from it comes from reading a lot. Sure. Um, and you know, when when everyone says, "Oh, you have," you know, if someone pays me is nice enough to pay me a compliment about, you know, you know, being quote unquote good at recognizing that voice. I'll, I'll quickly say, well, well, thank you, but that just comes from me reading 10,000 scripts. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it is something that's, that's, you know, hard to put your finger on, but it's, it's somebody who, who, I don't know, I, it, you know, finds a new way to, you know, I mean, so much of this business, you know, you here it is a fresh take on something we've seen before, you know, right. it's, it, and that can be. A new way of thinking, a new way of expressing an idea, um, you know, uh, you know, witty, witty and interesting dialogue. Although, you know, all of these things, there's a bad end to that too. It can't be all. The voice doesn't necessarily come out of, you know, things that I would associate with style, you know, style over substance. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a uniqueness. It's it's a certain confidence, and that it, it shines through when you read it. And again, my ability to detect it comes from reading a lot. Mm-hmm. Your ability to have the voice comes from writing a lot. Yeah. And it, yeah. it really, that's it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know what your voice is, then there's a, a, a good chance you haven't written enough to find it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And by, you know, by the way, the, you know, another, another strong component of why you should write quite a few things before you before you you know think about putting your stuff out there is you know yeah there's some there's some um, credence to write what you know but if I'm a 19 year old even if I'm a 19 year old at USC God bless me I'm at you know I'm at a great school whatever um, you know what do you know right Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know what I mean um, how many have you gone through a divorce have is your you know has your father died you know uh, I mean, those are very dramatic things, sure. but but they're life experiences. That exactly, the average exactly, have. exactly. So as you know, and now I'm going back to the the previous question. But as you're getting better and learning the skill of writing, you're becoming a more well-rounded person. So that uh, otherwise, everybody, every first script we, you know, every script we'd get would be about life in the dorms. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Or, 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 or getting laid in high school. You know, not that there's anything wrong with those stories, but um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, on the other side, what should the writers out there who are looking for representation, um, what should they be on the lookout for? How do they know that they found the right person to represent them and what are some red flags of stay away from this person other than oh you know i'm going to charge you for 50 dollars to read your script kind of crap well you're stealing my answer no (laughs) yeah no no no. there are obvious red flags and of course you know someone saying i mean this is aside i won't get into the like the coverage services and all of that but yes somebody saying um read you know i'll read your script but you need to send me some money or 
Or send me a, a photograph. I mean, send me a photograph when you send me your script. Really? I've seen that. Like, oh. really? What? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of common sense stuff as far as the red flags. But, but as far as like, if you, if you get someone interested in your material, what to look for is, um, is you know, look, it's, it's got to be someone you're comfortable with. It's, it's, you know, in a perfect world, it's someone that you perceive as being from a reputable company with credits and background and, you know what I mean, like some sure. sort of track record. Um, but, but ultimately, you know, I always say this to, you know, people that I'm potentially working with, um, you know, you can sit down with, if you narrow it down to two people, you know, you, you can sit down and have two great meetings with two different people. And ultimately, there is a little bit of like, just sort of intuition, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you won't know if that intuition is correct until you go down the path with that person. Um, are they as, you know, are they as excited as they seem to be when there's any sort of, sort of, you know, l lack of momentum? Are they right. getting back to you? Are they, you, you know, um, and then I think you have to, and by the way, you're not, you know, you're not, you also have to be careful of, 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 um, you know, you have to provide these reps. Your reps can only do so much if you're not writing, you, you know what I mean? Right. Um, after a while, everyone's read your writing sample and their basic question is what's next, right. right? But when you ask me like, you know, what to look for, I think it's also worth mentioning that some people that, that ultimately become unhappy with their representation, some people, um, it's sort of like, well, yeah, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's your part of it? Right. Yeah. But as far as, you know, actually picking, um, somebody, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a, I hope this goes well type situation. Mm -hmm. um, because by the way, you can also, you can also, um, of course, there are people out there that aren't reputable, of course. Um, but there's also people, you know, at reputable, you know, quote unquote, reputable places that for whatever reason, you know, it doesn't work out well with you and that person. Mm -hmm. You're not going to know that going in. Um, and I'm not going to say, oh, well, you have to pick, you know, one of the big four or one of the, sure. you know, that I'm, I'm not the guy to say that. Um, but it's, you know, I mean, when I sign somebody, it's, it's a, it's a handshake deal. Um, it's a, it's a situation where if I'm unhappy or if that person is unhappy, we, we, we know from the get go, we can part ways mm -hmm. and I'm not going to, you know, denigrate you and you're not going to, you know, you know, we're going to be cool about it if it doesn't work out. Right. Um, and so, you know, there's what you're getting into is it's definitely a commitment. If you, you know, this is assuming you have multiple, you know, this is sort of, if you have multiple, sure. multiple people with, with interests, um, Yes, you want to make that commitment, but I think with, you know, being above board and, and by the way, you should be able to say, um, you want to, you want to have somebody that when you sit down with them, like, Hey, you know what, can I ask this guy a stupid question every once in a while? Or, mm -hmm. or does this, per you know, it, it's also funny because, you, you know, some people, some representatives can be attractive by who they also represent, you know, sure. looking at their other clients but sometimes that means they're in third position on this big client and doing, you know, little weird little things and, you know, they're getting a lot of the, the work and maybe they don't have time for you. Mm -hmm. um, you want to find someone I think who's been, been doing it for a minute at least, but not, but you also got to realize you're starting your career 
so you want someone that's going to grow with you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's, it's stupid to start, you know, I mean, you know, going, you know, doing a little research and, um, you know, figuring out, you know, going on done deal, whatever, something like that, and sort of figuring out, you know, you know, the lay of the land as far as a company, you know, why are you sending something to the boss man when you can send somebody, send something to somebody who actually has a chance to read it? Right. You know? Right. Um, so it's, it's not, it's definitely, there's knowledge and research and being smart about it, but there's also a little bit of, let's see what happens. Yeah. Did that answer the question? By the way, with any of these, I'm always going to give you an answer. I just may answer, give you the answer to a different question when you get right. it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I'll give you four answers for one question. Yeah. Um, but that's how, the, that's how the business is. You know what I mean? No, there, I just, there are four answers to every question. Yeah. Um, and actually, that leads me to another question talking about, um, you know, the potential for a relationship that, you know, doesn't necessarily work. Um, you know, the old statement that bad representation is better than no representation. And I don't mean bad like someone's scamming or, you know, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. misguided representation. Yeah, you know, or representation that's not necessarily, you're not on the same page necessarily, or uh, the, the, the rep likes your material, but they're not super passionate about it, or they've got too, they're too busy with other clients. You know, it's just not working for whatever reason. Both parties are, you know, Decent human beings yeah. are not judge making a judgment. Right, 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 right. But when it doesn't work, so bad representation, not a bad, you know, rap yeah. per se. But is bad representation better than no representation? I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I guess it depends how bad. <laughs> and and look, look, I mean, uh, I can. The best way I can answer these things is by giving you my just giving my own experience. I mean, sure. obviously, this is all my own opinion, whatever. But. Um, like when 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 I sign somebody, and I well, but I do think that this is what people should look for is you know when I start to work with somebody, um, I tell them up front like you know look um, I love the script you sent me that got me excited about your writing, but I you know I think your your you know your next thing is what we need to focus on. Sure, absolutely. I don't think I don't think this is ever going to get made, and yeah you know there's something great about. Hey, check out this new voice. But all these executives are they're looking for something that they can champion and sell to their bosses and produce. Right. So um, I'll sign somebody, you know, and I think managers definitely um, are, you know, and you were talking about, you know, look for a manager first, which which obviously I think is is correct. Um, you know, maybe at an agency it's a little bit more um, from for the most part. It's a little bit more like, what can I do with this person's script right now? Is there business to be had mm -hmm. right now with this piece of material? Right. Whereas when I'm looking at someone, I'm looking at, like you said, the voice, the talent. I'm looking for, you know, and then, then it's, you know, it's all based on like, you know, do you understand that I don't think that I can do much with this and that we need to work on something else together? You know, I'll help you develop something and then we'll, we'll sort of, make that push for you out there whether it's right. whether it's sending you to whether it's then looking for an agent you know um, to help with the selling process or whether it's to go to producers directly and all of that um, I think um, I think when you, you know, when you're looking for a rep and when you sit down with someone they should you should be able to feel comfortable to ask questions and they should be really um, 
um, transparent with you as far as you know what's expected you know what is expected from we're working together now here's what I'm gonna try to do this is what is expected from you mm-hmm. I think the next move is to do X Y and Z not this that and the other and then you know what I mean when once you have everything sort of laid out if that's not happening you know you raise your hand and say hey I thought we were doing this but now we're seemingly right. do that seemingly doing this um, so it's um, yeah, once, you know, that's what I would consider, uncle- you know, misguided or bad or at least unclear representation. Like, what's the plan, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, if you don't agree with the plan, then you shouldn't have signed with that person in the first place. Right. It, it, so you're saying, you know, bad representation versus no representation. Um, do you want somebody who's pushing you into writing something you don't want to write? Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, you know, like, do you want someone who's saying, oh my God, the, the rom-com is back. You know, you know, you, I know you sent me this great horror script that I told you I love, but I need you to write a rom-com. You, you, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, a drastic sort of example, but, um, it's, it's clearing communication, um, and ask, and then being able to ask, um, along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and, um, it, it, you also you also have, you also have to judge, um, you know, is everything working well? Am I on the right path? Are we in? Do we agree? And are we working towards the same thing? And then if you suddenly stop agreeing or question that or want to know if anything's changed, yeah, you I mean, I, you wouldn't I, even with clients I've worked with for a while. I get this thing like, hey, I don't mean to bug you. No. I mean, that's what I'm, you know, that's partially what I'm here for, you know, ask questions. Let's be open and honest about it. And, you know, I'll give you my opinion or opinions Mm -hmm. and um, we'll go from there. That type of thing. Yeah. Now that actually um, illuminated another question that I had uh, that it comes up a lot where, uh, a newer writer, mm-hmm. and newer, I mean, they're sort of earlier on in their career, they may not have written. You, you know, don't mean a five-year-old screenwriter. No. Got it. No. Um, uh, although that would be interesting. There's, your, there's the next screenwriter. Right? Um, no, but somebody who hasn't written a lot. And I, I find that a lot of, of writers who aren't as savvy about the industry look at managers, and even agents to some degree, as okay, I'm, I write and you're going to groom me. And like what you were talking about, there is that to some degree, meaning you can sort of nudge them in, teach them certain nuances or, or nudge them in a certain way based on the way the industry is or whatever. But I think that uh, the, the wrong way to look at it is, uh, you know, I'm at a certain point, they're going to take me to the next level in terms of my writing. Your writing should be, now you always get better as a writer. If you're continuing to write, your, your craft will get better. But there's, there's sort of that bar of professional level writing and they, managers really and agents, reps, they're not gonna work with you on 20 drafts of six different scripts to get you to that point. Hopefully you're at that point and they're going to point you in the you know, direction that you can get paid for those talents that you have. And again, like anybody that does something consistently that you're passionate about writing, you will get better. But still, I think that there's that sort of misconception that 
you know, I, I've written my first screenplay, now I just need someone to groom me to be a professional screenwriter. And uh, Yeah, I think, I think there's a, um, it, you know, it's funny, I, I, you know, I'm definitely not a writer. I'm, I'm, you know, to what extent am I a teacher, I think is the question. Yeah. Um, I'm not, but, yeah. but that's what development is. You, you, you know what I mean? Like it's, I can help people, you know, make something good, better. I sure. can help, help, you know, a big part of it is like, what are we writing next? You know, right. what, what is the thing that is going to help your career? Um, and look, maybe, um, you know, a really basic example, you know, maybe, um, you know, I was talking about, you know, if, if someone sends you a horror script and they say you want to, you know, they want you to write this romantic comedy, that's obviously a thing, you know, obviously an issue. But you could also write a horror film that is sort of limited in, or too esoteric to whatever, right. you know, like Japanese horror or... You know some of the some of the most ambitious David Cronenberg type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know yeah. uh, that screws with your mind a bit. And and then you know if if that's what somebody's written, and I want them to you know, or I, I you know, I think the, the best move forward is to have the, obviously have them write something that's good and great, but it also has some commercial viability. Right. If they've never written in. Again, I'm not going to switch them over from horror to romantic comedy, right? Because right. otherwise then I am like, you know, either teaching them or saying, good luck, let me right. see what it looks like, right? Sure. But I might be moving you over from, look, you, you know, you have a great, you have great instincts in this particular genre, um, but there's a version of that that Warner Brothers wants to make. And there's a version of it, it doesn't have to be Warner Brothers, you know. Right. And what you're writing is sort of the you know, indie takes 10 years version to right. get made. I'm not asking you to quote unquote sell out and do something you don't want to do. But obviously, you know, you're coming to me on some level of, I need guidance, right? Yeah. You know? Um, but once I'm attracted to his or her writing, I'm happy to, you know, whether you call it teaching or whether you call, you know, whether, however you sort of um, would, would, you know, classify what you're doing, there is a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, um, you need to have a good, you know, understanding of, you know, yes, you should, I mean, you should be reading screenplay books and, and all of that stuff and, and listening to podcasts and stuff like that. There's... You know, that's what, I mean, right now there's so much great information. You know, I was talking earlier about having to drive 50 miles and pay 80 bucks for, uh, I make it sound like this was on a previous episode 25 years ago. <laughs> uh, we just talked about the fact right. that I drove and got a, a script for Tootsie. And, you know, Larry Gelbart, right? Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's how I had to get it. Now I can get something anywhere. Right. And there are podcasts about the business or the, or the craft of screenwriting. There's no shortage of that stuff. So yes, you need you should educate yourself. You should have a basis. You should understand story and all those things. But I'm not going to be if 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 you're if I'm asking you to do something you haven't done before, I'm not going to feel any less. I'm not going to lose confidence in that person. Like, what do you mean you can't write? You know, right. in this way. So yeah, it's a little bit of guiding, teaching, whatever you want to call right. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I think that sort of what I was just trying to 
to uh, illustrate was the guidance that I think that that reps can provide is much more career advice, I think, than teaching somebody to be a writer per se. Well, yes, but I, but there's a big difference between you, you use the word representation. I would say there's sure. a big difference between management and agency. Oh, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Amongst, but I'm saying what I'm saying is with management. I don't, I don't know if I would call it. You know, you're talking about sort of. You know, do I teach people the craft? Or I mean, you didn't say that, but I, that's how I'm perceiving yeah, 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 your yeah. question. I do in a, in in some ways, um, but it's not. It's um, yeah. There's a fine line between guiding and teaching. You know what I mean? I'm very happy to um, you know to say, hey, look, remember how I told you when we started that what you write is is um, is great, but you know you know, commercial viability is an issue, sure. you know, let's talk about this, you know, the current proposed ending and this new thing you're writing that right. you've outlined. And let me explain to you that, um, you know, you know, people we root for can't die at the end in a big studio movie, you, right, you know sure. what I mean? Um, and, and that, you know, or, or that also comes, I do actually, you know what, here, here's a better answer. The uh, I do a lot of the, the guiding. I think when you're talking, when we when we sit down and come up with story ideas, mm -hmm. you know, the business aspect, my version of the business aspect of that, you know, where I'm not uh, an agent isn't isn't a manager, and a manager isn't an agent, in, you know, in a perfect world, um, I will be able to say, you know, hey, I'm thinking about writing. Here's here's my log line, or here's five log lines, which I do that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are all your ideas? Um, I'm. I don't expect you to know that necessarily that it's hard to get something produced with a 18 harder to get something produced with an 18 year old protagonist versus a 35 year old sure. protagonist you know that you know that's my that's part of my guiding is that teaching I don't know what you want to call it right so I'm gonna say you know you know this is great but but why is this a hard to cast person why are we why are we starting with a red flag I don't expect them to know what all the red flags no, are. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and just you know, the, I guess that sort of dovetails back to the healthy level of understanding of right. the business. I don't, you know, I don't know that it. it like I said, it doesn't do you a, a great service, like trying to catch the trend. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, um, but it it has to be. It's it's a combination of you know of of guiding towards look if we can execute this um i think we can sell this or i think this is going to do great things for your right. career but i'm not necessarily here to tell you okay in order to execute it you need to do a b c and d right. because i mean they've already proven to me that they can do that that's on the thing yeah, exactly exactly yeah but if they're writing in a you know related obscure strange sure. horror to you know, more mainstream, right. uh, commercially viable, you know, viable stuff, I can definitely guide them towards right. how to do that. Yeah. Um, some of it is seemingly obvious, but, you know, none of it's in, none of that is in the books. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, like, you know, at a certain, you know, certain times there seems to be um, certain appetites, you know, you know, something's falling out of favor, whatever. I don't want the... I want the, the the writer to be writing. You know what I mean. Yeah. I would rather handle some of those, you know, those other things, 
Um, and that's where the teaching comes in, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, even though I, you know, a manager will have a lot less clients than an agent because, um, you know, because it's developing material, you're generally spending a lot more time with each of those clients. Sure. At the same time, I don't have time to, um, there is some version of me saying, hey, go back and read the McKee book or go back, that's, that's go back and read time. Michael Haig because right. I, I you know, and, and I'm going to be honest with them, you know, even someone I'm working with, you know, it, it doesn't behoove me to, to tell them, it doesn't behoove me to not let them know that I don't think they have a great, under, you know, something basic. Like, I think you need to go back and brush up on the, I would say it in a nicer way, yeah. but I think you need to go back and, you know, brush up on three-act structure. Right. Or, or, or what the midpoint's meant to do. Yeah. You know, or or whatever. And I'll, I'll um, so yeah, I would... I guess in some rare situation, I'm trying to remember if I've ever actually done it, but I'll say, yeah, you need to read the book, you know, because right. because as much time as I do spend with people, I don't have time to instruct screenwriting. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing they have to hopefully yeah. be at least, you know, well versed in that as far as the other stuff that yeah. we're talking about. And it's funny. I mean, I've been, I've been fooled, um, you know, not very often, but occasionally where something will come in and it just like you know, something, you know, dramatic that just tugs at, I think it's right. just beautiful writing something there. and tugs at my heartstrings. And, you know, maybe it's a smaller movie where there's, you know, there's the, the, the acts are, you know, more fluid and sure. whatever. Um, and then when you go to work with that person and say, okay, now let's, you know, now let's put some of that, you know, can we put some of that drama into a thriller or whatever, right. you right. know? You, you know, I didn't realize at that point that, oh, they kind of didn't get the three acts because sure. they wrote this thing about, you know, some guy on an island, you know, some guy on an island by himself. You, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, occasionally I'll get fooled and say, oh, how did that person write this without knowing that? Right. And then that's when I would go back and say, read the book or read the new book, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm also, I'm a big believer with it, without pointing to any one of them, you know, the, the screenplay book stuff is, it's all, you know, it's, it's all similar information, right? Mm -hmm. But it's definitely, there are different ways of saying things and getting that idea across. And one writer is going to, um, get it or connect with one person's way of saying it more than this person's way of saying it. So I'm, you know, I don't think you need to read every screenplay book that comes out, but sure, sure. if there's a new way of looking, of, you know, things, uh, again, not necessarily, into, I said I wouldn't name anything, but Save the Cat was, yeah. was a good example of something, you know, that, that really said it in a different way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, you know I, I would say, hey, check this out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it might just make you think on a new level or it might just refresh your memory um, whatever that I mean that's crossing over from I mean I recommend that to all my clients not just to the, um, the you know the person we were talking about before that all of a sudden I realized needs more guidance sure. than I thought they did yeah yeah and even at the very least when you're talking to an executive or a producer and they're bringing up concepts you know in midpoint yeah. and if you don't understand that even if you are avant-garde and doing something else right it's gonna be a, a, a it's gonna be a challenge Yes. You know, so yeah. at least know the rules before you break the rules. Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, let's see. I, uh, uh, okay. Here's one that we get asked a lot. 
And even though we've spoken about it to a number of different reps, I wanted to sort of get your take on it because the answers are sort of across the board. Um, but what are the challenges facing the aspiring screenwriters or TV writers who don't live locally, oh, not in Los yeah, Angeles? Yeah. Um, what can they do to improve their chances of finding a rep? Is that something they should wait to tell you, not put it in the query, and then when you like their writing to let you know? Or would you rather know right away? Um, uh, and, and what does that relationship look like after signing with somebody who doesn't live here? And what sort of additional challenges might they face? I'm going to stick up for myself in advance because that was 12 questions. So I feel free to give you 12 answers. Absolutely. <laughs> package it all together. <coughs> let you do with it what you will. Well, first of all, the, the, the obvious, I mean, other people have said it and it's very true is, is um, well, first of, all, first of all, yes, it's a benefit to live in, this, live in Los Angeles. Absolutely. Um, and it's a lesser benefit, but I suppose New York is better than Topeka, right? Sure. But really, when you're, that's, that's more about the day-to-day -day of doing it and once you have a little success, right? Um, do you need to be here when you're looking for that first manager and, and n n no, and I don't, I'm going to read the one from Topeka just as, you know, with, with the same hope and openness that I am with, from the one that has the address on the cover that's two streets away from my apartment, you know, mm -hmm. I'm in my penthouse, yeah. my penthouse apartment <laughs> in the, in the, in the, in the sky. Yeah. Um, uh, the, um. You know, but, okay, so, so from a manager perspective, from my perspective, it doesn't bother me if somebody is from another part of the country. Does it, do I maybe think about it a little bit more if they're from another country? Maybe, you know. But the point is, is that once I start working with that person, the, the rule is, first, first of all, to obviously to work in TV, you have to be here, right? Yeah. TV is here. Yeah. The, as far as features um, um, screenwriting is if you don't live here you have to have the disposable income to jump on a plane and come out here for meetings mm -hmm. you know and by the way I can you know when you're first sort of doing the tour the, wa the water bottle tour sure. right when you're when you're going on general meeting not to not to say that those aren't important but you know when when, when a lot of people have read your stuff and they all want to meet with you um, you know, I can schedule the, we can schedule those things in a, in a certain way so that it's, you know, come out for a week, whatever. Right. Um, but if the rare instance of, of the rare instance of someone saying, I need to meet with this person now and I need, and, and B, I need to meet with this person in person. Right. It, you know, because my, my boss is going to be here. He, he, you know, he doesn't do the phone. He doesn't love the phone. He doesn't forget Skype. You right. got to be here. On that rare, if you if you choose to live in Cleveland, on that rare instance when you need to be here in two days, um, which by the way is a good problem to have, right. I'm not going to say anything unless you say, "Well, I can't be there in two days because I live in Cleveland and I don't, you know, times are tough right now." Sure. You know, at the same time, I'm very look. I'm very, um, you know, I understand. Um, you know, people have kids and people, you know, people have lives and. Um, a lot, of, you know, there's not many people that have the luxury of stopping what they're doing that pays their rent in order to work on screenwriting full time when they're starting and, and you know, and not get paid for a long time. So I don't expect anybody to upend their life 
you know, when, as they're working with their craft or as we're getting started. Um, and then again, you need to be here when you need to be here. Um, but um, until it's, you know, until it's not working, um, you know, I think most people, for the, you know, uh, you know, in addition to, um, hey, you know, hey, he lives in, in Cleveland and he's, he doesn't have any current plans to be out here again. Is the phone okay? You know, usually it's like, well, look, he will be here in a couple of weeks. Is that cool? Yeah. Right, right. And then the, 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 the $300 plane ticket isn't a $1,000 plane ticket because someone asked you to be here all of a sudden. Right. Or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I would never say you have to be here. Um, you do once things get going, but uh, hopefully that won't be an issue once things get going. Sure. And, and if you're primarily in features, you know, you, if, and, and if you can get here when you need to get here, I don't need to know, you know, um, I mean, nobody else needs to know that you're, you just flew in for this meeting. Sure. I, I mean, it's also, yeah, you know, I talk about having disposable income, but it's also, um, you know, like, are you, you know, you're going to fly in for a general meeting, you know, when, you know, but if the person wants that, you know, for whatever reason, if the exec wants it, you know, yeah, that person needs to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a, a number of listener questions that I wanted to kind of throw your way. Wow. So that'll be interesting. That's exciting. Um, okay, the first one is, I'm thinking about going to film school for college when I graduate. Does having gone to a prominent film school like NYU, AFI, or USC matter in a query letter? Do you take them more seriously? No. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's... it's um, I'm always looking for quality, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it, without me knowing it, maybe it gets read a little bit faster if it has that name on it. But by the way, you're talking to a guy who went to Cal State Fullerton. God bless Cal State Fullerton. Go Titans or whatever the hell we're called. <laughs> um, um, so it'd be pretty funny if I'm going to be snobbish about it, right? Sure. And I, you know, I know, you know some of the people that I've ended up working with didn't go to film school, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, uh, I guess you could probably ask the same, I'm probably stepping on another question, but you could, the same thing could probably be said of screenplay com competitions, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. It looks, it looks good, but it's not the be all end all. Sure. Um, you know, it may be, you know, a, you know, somewhat comforting. I, I think, you know, it, 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 there is a, a level of, well, maybe this person knows how the world works a little bit. Mm -hmm. Again, if they're out of school, that's very connected to the industry like that. But um, I mostly just want to know that, um, you know, there are other things that are, that are going to impress me too. And ultimately for me, being a manager, once I start reading the script, all of that kind of goes out of my sure. head anyway, right? Sure. And, you know, screenplay competitions are, you know, some years they seem like they've all declined and some years it seems like they're amazingly helpful. And I think overall, generally, they are helpful. But, you know, there's a lot of quarter finalists for some contests and even, sure. even the prestigious ones. And you can win some of the not so prestigious ones. Um, you know, I'm, it's sort of, I think it's a little bit of icing on the top. Um, because I really only care about the read. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm more apt to, I'm more apt to object to some sort of major sort of 
foul as far as like, you know, someone sends me a query letter and the script's attached, mm -hmm. which is a big no-no. I can't, you know, legally, I can't look at that. Right. I don't want it in my inbox. You know, all that. there's a procedure you go through and all of that. Um, people try to be too, too clever with um, query letters. And I get it. I understand it. And I suppose there are some people that would respond more than I do to screenplay school you went to. Um, oh, this guy is funny in his query letter, so right. the screenplay must be great. Generally speaking, I've read so many bad scripts from prestigious schools and, and quite a few good scripts from the dentist or the guy that sure. never studied it that unfortunately I, you know, it'd make my job easier if I could just, you know, just right. read the stuff from those people from those four or five schools. Um, but yes, for me, not as much, possibly for other people. Right. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's one, and we actually get, I get emails about this. Um, I am in my 50s and looking to You don't look, oh, oh the, the listener is. Yeah. You, no, no, you don't look older than 49. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it's all the heavy makeup I take <laughs> on. Um, I've always loved writing and dreamt of making movies. Uh, is it too late to get started? And should I keep my age a secret when I look for an agent? Will they immediately rule me out since I'm not a 20-year-old recent college grad? Can I still become a screenwriter and filmmaker at my age? Yes, you can. Um, that's a loaded question. You know what I mean? Sure, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know. Um, you know, I, I, I try not to discriminate in any way, shape, or form, you right. know. Uh, look, there's, when, I, when, I, when, I meet with, when I work with somebody, hopefully the, the perfect world is that I'll love their script, meet with them, I'll love them, they'll love me, sure. and we're going to have a 30-year career. He's gonna have, he or she's going to have a 30-year career, and I'm going to be right there the entire time, whatever. Does that mean I'm attracted to youth to have that 30-year career versus a 55-year-old guy or girl or a 60-year-old guy or girl? Maybe. More often when, when, I'm, more often when I see some, somebody, you know, seeing someone that's of a different age, I guess the question is, that I have in my head is, do they have the desire and drive mm. of a young person starting out? Sure. That's more, way more important to me then, you know what I mean? Like, because, I, I, you know, if, again, someone with disposable income who's always loved movies and realized they can buy a screenwriting program for 300 bucks, and why not, you know? Right. That's the good and bad of screenwriting. Anybody can do it, right? Um, I, I think I could suss out, you know, is this a hobby versus something that this person is dying to do forever? There could be a 55-year-old who's dying to do that forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's attracted to me right. at any age, you know, rather than, than, you know, necessarily discriminating against anything like that. I mean, I guess, I guess the honest answer is don't lead with it. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it's really not anybody's business. And if they like you, they're going to meet with you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to look 22 when you're 65. Right. Um, Hopefully that won't, the person won't be closed off to that. I know it probably happens to some yeah. extent. Sure. Um, and I, I also think, you know, well, my experience as well as 
some things that have been written and explored um, in TV, it might be a little bit, you know, quite a bit different than features. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because TV is in person and it's, it can be 20 hours a day. I mean, it could be eight hours a day too, but you know, depending on the show. Yeah. But um, I wonder if, if, you know, I'm not the first person to say it. I don't think that that may be, a, you know, more of an issue in TV than it is in film. Hmm. Again, not for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, not for me. Um, cover, cover your butt. <laughs> cover your butt. Um, here's another one. A couple years ago, I worked with a producer on an idea for a script. I wrote a screenplay on spec for no money, but it was the producer's initial idea. We formed the story together, but I have sole credit as writer. He said, initially he wanted to try to raise money to make it, and when that happens, I would get paid. Since then, I've tried to contact him, but he doesn't respond to my calls or emails. It was almost two years ago since I wrote the script, even though it was his idea to start. Do I own the script, or does he? There was no written contract for my work, and I registered the script with the Writers Guild under my name. Yeah, <laughs> another easy yeah. one, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I, well, I mean, there's... I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to give you the legal opinion. Sure. My opinion in, in so that. So he can quote you in court. Chris it, Cook. Exactly. Exactly. From my, the key word in that question, yeah. from, from my point of view, is that he or she reached out to that person mm -hmm. respectfully, knowing that this person did give me the idea. Let me at least give them, you know, the opportunity to... And or the permission to say, run with it, you know, whatever, I don't care, I'm out of the business, or I'm on to other things, you know. It's also, I think, you know, an idea versus a paragraph versus a one-page outline versus a 20-page, you know right. what I mean? That gets a little bit different, too. Sure. But I think, you know, I would always err on the side of not being a dick, you know, and, and, right. and that this person has done that by attempting to contact that person. Right. It's been a couple years. That that seems fair to me. It probably also depends on the idea itself. If yeah. it's like a, a public, like if it's a story about Walt Disney or some public Correct. figure, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you might have more leeway versus yeah. if it's something specific, an idea that they had come up with and brought to you, then maybe there's some sort of... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. there's always shades of gray in all yeah. of that. If, if the... You know, if if the producer's idea was I want to do an I you know I want to do something about Abraham Lincoln versus I want to do something about this year and in this exact I mean sort of like this, I'm the Spielberg version of Lincoln right where it's a very specific and focused take sure you, you know what I mean that that person came up with right then I think there's a little bit there's a little bit more onus on that person to try to get in touch with that person yeah you know I mean I. Yeah. It, it, luckily, again, not a lawyer, but the things, the, what's the right thing to do and what could be perceived as the law, although there's no law in this case because there's no contract, right? You sure, know, although but, I... Or there, there's verbal contract, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah, verbal contract, one of the only businesses in the world that, where that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but there's a, common sense somewhat follows, you know, goes along with the law. Right. In other words, like, oh, I should be a good guy and see if this person still wants to, even though we had a falling out, it was his or her idea, right. and I should at least check with that person. Um, you know, you, that's being a good person, 
I think that's also probably legally you can say sure. I sent this person an email at his known email address and I hereby state that blah right. blah 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 you know um, lawyers are great I mean I realize that you you know you um, you may eventually have a, a lawyer for your career but you may not have one at this point right. and you know that's a um, you know it if you want to know if you're, if, if the question is like, am I going to get away with this? I think you've already sort of identified your, your question has red flags, right? Sure. Like, am I going to get away with this? Maybe that means you're not being cool and you're doing something a little untoward and you shouldn't do that. Both, you know, from a moral standpoint and a legal, legal standpoint. standpoint. Yeah. Um, here's another, um, this one's actually not too bad. Uh, in terms of ease of answer, I think is uh oh pressure's on. I no, better I come up the answer, with, I think is with one succinct answer. Yeah, um, I have a great idea for a sequel to an existing franchise. <laughs> Should I write the screenplay for it, and how would I get the producers to read it, or can I get an agent to help me sell the idea to the studio? Thanks for answering. Can you turn up my mic? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, look, you don't you don't write the next chapter of something you don't have the rights to, and then I mean. I could see someone saying, yeah, but it's going to, it's going to be so awesome that, you know, I'll sign the release form and they'll, you know, I'll eventually somehow get it to the producer that owns the rights and the student, you know, in the student, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get there. This thing's amazing. Right. Right. This, um, um, Chinatown three script I <laughs> right. have. Right. right. Um, it, there's also beyond like, like even with a release form, that producer's probably going to be like, no, don't send me, get that thing away from me. Right. Because, you know, no one wants to end up in court, right? right? In case they happen to be developing it and have a few similar ideas, then you think, that's my idea, they stole it. and Exactly. I mean, yeah. look at, um, again, not to pimp out any one particular source of information, but, I, you know, I just saw something on Deadline yesterday yeah. about a lawsuit where the judge uh, refused to kick it out and now it's going to go to the next, you know, the next thing, um, I mean, most a lot of those things get kicked out of court, you know. But it's it, you know, it's very much on my my mind that um, yeah, that should be sort of common sense. Yeah. Um, you're not going to, you're not, you're probably not even going to get the opportunity to to surpass the rights issue because you know it's it's more dangerous for that person to for the producer to read that script right. than any other script on the planet with or without a release form right. because what if you think of a cool car chase with an orange you know I, I had an orange car that was following a blue car uh, you know roughly you know 60 pages in and now I've gone and seen the movie and there was an orange car and a blue car right. you know and I say and, and you know saying I sent that you know that's if they were able to send the script right no producer wants you know yeah nobody wants to deal with it's that a landline. don't do that yeah. I mean I guess you know it could be a never show it to anybody written exercise sure. um, you know there are um, TV specs that for writing programs that's the first step sure you know like Warner Brothers wants to see a spec of certain a certain list of shows right that's right. on their website and part of the process um, and it's not necessarily all their shows and it's, it's whatever it's their reasoning right. um, and so but really you know even for a TV spec which if, if we want to equate this with a sequel to an existing property um, there are exceptions but most shows don't want to read they want to read original material yeah. right mm -hmm. 
So that spec might be. Uh, I, I mean, I'm more apt to say read, a, you know, write a TV spec because at least that can possibly get gain you entry to the ABC, the Warner Brothers sure. program, the this yeah. program or that program. There's actually one thing you can do with those, one thing, and it's right. the and it's those programs. That Chinatown three script. There's zero things you can do with it other than learn to write. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I guess you know, if you had, if you somehow had zero ideas, right, or if your only idea was you know going you know about living in the college dorm, right, you know. But I would, you know, I think, you know, we, we, I always say to, to people I work with and, and anybody, it's like, you don't want to write something, you don't want to spend a lot of time writing something that you know is only, can only ever be a writing sample, right? Right. right. You want it to be great writing, and you, but you want it to have some sense of commercial viability. The, the dictionary definition, if it was in the dictionary, of something that has no commercial viability is the sequel to somebody else's movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or reboot, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and here is one. Oh, I, I wrote a script that I want to direct and star in myself. Uh, I've never produced a movie before. Should Ooh, I send the script out to producers, or can I get an agent to help me? A lot of agents helping these things. Uh, what is the best way to find help to get my movie made? Uh, you know that gets into a whole nother level of of um, I don't I don't work with actors and 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 you know that's not my forte I can't help an actor act. Well, he's also a director and a writer. Though. Yes, I know, but but the key word is there that he wants you know he's planning on starring in his right. own thing. Um, that's a red flag to me. Yeah. Um, the only I mean, look, instead of being so negative, I'll say this: that person should. Write their screenplay, stick it, stick it away in a drawer, go back and improve it every once in a while, whatever. But start by writing something that they don't think that they should star in. Right. Or, you know, I mean, they have to get traction either as a producer, an actor, or a writer to have anybody take them seriously, you know, with any of those things. Right. Um, so, you know, I think the more common thing is, you know, I've worked with a lot of writers that. Not all of them, but you know, half of them, whatever you want to say, eventually want to direct. You know, sure. Um, we always say, you know, the we being the me and the frog in my pocket. I always say that um, get yourself some traction, get yourself some, um, you know, get yourself a little standing in the industry with any one of those things before you try to, you know, say. This is my baby. I'd rather you put that away and eventually do it later. You know, sure. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I doubt it's a, um, um, excuse me, I doubt it's a, uh, y yes, is there a chance that it's a spec that's the greatest idea ever and, and putting it away in a drawer and someone else is going to do it and you're screwed? Yes, there is a slight chance of that. Right. But ultimately, you know, that's, that's part and parcel of, you know, working on speculation, right. of trying to break into the industry. Um, the, the the starring thing in particular would be a huge red flag for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like you said, you have to get someone to trust you in one of those aspects. Much it's 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 hard to do that. You yeah, to get people to trust you with again their resources and whatever. Yeah, all of those things at the same time is 
virtually it's incredibly difficult. Exactly. And I would, I would imagine at an agency, it would be, again, I've never worked at an agency, but it would be even more complicated because yeah. now not only do I have to love your script, I have to get the talent department on board and right. it, moving on. Life's too short yeah. to, with this headache. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and lastly, do you have any advice or what advice would you give to those aspiring screenwriters out there or anything else that you want to share? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all about about screenwriting and film and television. I, I, I thought you were going to ask me like you know like things about how to live life. This is a bad. This is <laughs> well, start of a bad joke. No, but sometimes you know, we've gotten you <laughs> no, know, no, 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 no. Don't don't let lines. me off the hook. That was the start of something that was never going to be funny, and I'm glad I ended it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a, a broken record, but I writers write and then they write again and they they do it in earnest and they get better with every screenplay okay right. and by the way that is not just the first to the third screenplay that schism of oh my god i'm so much better in my second screenplay and i'm so much better on my, my third one is so much better than my second one you know it's exponential right sure that even happens with people who are getting paid to you know who are working in the industry you know you know what i mean absolutely um you, now, granted, you know, there are times when there's, you know, whatever, you're on this show that's a little bit of a machine and there's a deadline and whatever, you know, you, this is your, this is what it is, you know, this, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when you have the time to work on something as a writer, um, you're going to get so much better, you know, each and every time you do it. So, uh, again, I'm totally harping on it. it, it it's not only just, it's, it's weird. It's, I'm trying to ask myself, is this on my mind recently or is this really on my mind for the... It's, all, it's the duration of my career. I see it again and again, you know? L learn to do what you want to do be before you do it. I mean, right. it's so funny. You, you, you know, you, you look at the way the world is in... Uh, it, it used to be, you know, you get a college degree, you can go and you can go do, you know, all different kinds of things. Right. Now it's like, if you want to be a travel agent, you have to totally understand a software... I mean, by the way, travel agent, is that still happening? Anyway... Uh, <laughs> But you have to know three different software programs that are particular to the, to the, the travel industry. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you don't just lift boxes anymore. You have to be certified to work on this forklift or whatever. Right. You know, there's so many... It's so weird how some people think, like, here's this big sort of, like, what almost is a dream to work in TV and film for a lot of people, myself included, that think that that, that bar would be any lower. It's right. higher. Absolutely. You know? Um, but because it's fun, because it's entertaining, it, I think so many people look at it like you can put that same amount of effort into it that you do watching it, it to write it. Exactly. Or, you know? I mean, I, and it'd be real honest with you, and I hear, I hear this from other people who are managers and, and you know, other people that work in the industry. We, we all talk about, um, you know, to some point, uh, and this is different for everybody, but like if I didn't do what I did right now, mm -hmm what the hell am I qualified for? You know what I mean? Everything require everything these, you know, these, these days seems like it requires such a specialization and, um, and that's why it always just, that's, I think that's why I'm harping on it is everything's gotten harder and yet people are still trying to, um, um, send out their stuff because they wrote it. Yeah. You know, they wrote, they, they finished it. Right. Um, um, but let me see what else invite, keep going, you know, if you, look, 
keep going if you think if you're getting better and if you're getting closer to your, your goal and if you're still passionate and you're still passionate yeah. about it because you're gonna get a lot of no's or a lot of no responses in the business oh yeah not even a no off oh business. yeah I mean and there's gonna get a lot of that the I'm sure I don't I, don't, I can't guess what the the record for amount of query letters sent a query email sent for a zero response but I'm sure it's a pretty crazy number you know I literally spent you know someone I could see someone saying I sent 142 emails and I got zero responses, right. Right? right? Well, that right there shows you how hard it is as I scream and overmodulate into this, this microphone. <laughs> um, I'm getting worse as we go on. Um, but um, yeah, just, just take it seriously. You know, um, uh, other advice um, quickly, you know, writers groups. Um, um, that's a great place to get that feedback. Right, that's not your parents and your friends. I suppose there's really catty, um, I want to shoot the other members down versions of oh, writers sure. groups. Um, but I think generally they're very positive, you know, because yeah. you're right, there is, that, it, there is that kind of going into is, I'm going to be as honest and helpful as I can when I read someone else's script in return for them hopefully being as honest and truthful you know mm -hmm. so it's an opinion that matters you know um writers groups reading i mean there's just so much stuff on the internet um um you know don't listen to stupid songs if you have an hour drive listen to podcasts sure you know what i mean like it's so easy to do that it, if you're listening to terrestrial radio, it's just Drake again. They're going to keep playing Drake. Right. You've heard it nine times. I'm not even saying sit there and study it. I'm saying live and breathe everything. Yeah. Go watch that movie. Go, you know, I mean, granted, there's quite a bit of TV these days, yeah. which is awesome. No, there's not too much TV. Keep, keep immersing yourself in it. Right. And, but, you're, but what you said is key. If you're not getting anywhere and or, I mean, they, these often coincide with each other, and or you're not passionate anymore yeah. about it. Um, you, you have to get kicked in the head a million times and know that once you get kicked in the head that you're still gonna get up and wanna keep doing it. Yeah. And I, there's no judgment if, like giving up is, knowing your limitations is key in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not this. I'm more of that. Maybe you, you know. Maybe you decide you you never get it to, you know, where you want to get it. Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who say, "Well, screw it, I'm going to send it out anyway." Um, but it's it's not like it's not the lottery where if it's not good, you still have a chance of winning. Right. right you right, know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just you might as well not send the right. email. And the passion will show. Exactly. You know. If you write something that doesn't have that in there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so is this the last episode now that I've answered everything and now it's abundantly clear and you don't really need to ask? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hit the off button and just put it up and just walk away. No, no, no. Listen to every podcast on this site. Listen to every podcast on that other site. It's, um, that's the thing is like when, when what you want to do is something you're passionate about, Right. You'd be amazed, whether you're you know, quantifying it or not, sure. you'd be amazed how much of your life you dedicate towards that thing. Even Absolutely. if you have a 40 hour job, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, it's like people who go home and drink beer and play video games. Right. If that's what you love, you're not gonna notice that you've been playing video games for eight hours, right. you know? Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, 
Well, thanks for coming on the show, Chris. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions about the craft or business of writing, you can send us an email to askscriptsandscribes.com or send us a tweet to at scriptscribes. There's no and in the middle there, just at scriptscribes. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And thank you all for listening. <laughs>